Welcome back to another episode of That One Time I Was Abducted by Aliens. My name's Jamie. My name is Bree, and we're two sides of the coin. Hey, Bree. Hey, welcome back. How's it going? Hey. How was your week? It was chill. How was Divine. yours? It was fun. Okay. What's our episode about tonight? Tonight, we're going to talk about the exploration of consciousness and the different avenues that you can take, the Ooh. different routes that you can take to explore. Are you telling me that we're going to jump on to the Cosmic Highway? Pretty much. I'm totally in. Is the vehicle I'm driving on the Cosmic Highway my soul? Absolutely. No. (laughs) No. Okay. I just guessed that. I'm guessing. If you believe you have a soul. Oh, snap. 666, hell Satan. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so yeah, let's talk about all kinds of things. Let's talk about astral projection or astral traveling or out-of-body experiences, all that fun stuff. You really can't talk about one without the other, in my opinion. Yeah, I feel like even as you're starting to say those, I'm thinking of things in my head like deja vu. Like there's so many things that can be wrapped into that realm. That's what also gets it a little bit tricky because you'll hear terms and words that really intertwine but at the same time, they're meant to be used as different things. So even with remote viewing, near-death experiences, all that kinds of stuff, they really kind of might involve sort of the same thing, mm-hmm. but yet it's hard It's hard to describe. It's hard to even get in there. So yeah, there's just a whole lot to explore. Okay, where do you want to jump off at? For somebody who's listening and new to these kind of terms and these places and these experiences, where do we start off? Like, what's the basics? Let's start with the concept, the idea that we exist everywhere. Okay. So our our consciousness everywhere. Mm -hmm. All different dimensions, realms, okay? But we're consciously here in 3D, only paying attention to 3D. That's what our focus is always Would you say in. that we're more physically then in this realm? Because I think that's what our focus is now. That's where we are here and we now. We think that physically we're here now, but we don't understand the concept of us being everywhere at once. Right. Okay. I feel like astral projection, people hear a lot about astral projection. Okay, and what or is Or astral it? traveling. Ooh. So Are the two words interchangeable with each other? You think they're one that's of the same thing? That's questionable. So a lot of places, people, literature will intertwine those words. Mm-hmm. Some people don't. Some people think that astral projection is when you're taking your body with you, your astral body. Mm-hmm. Some people will say that astral projection when you're sleeping or if you're, when you're in this deep, deep meditative state that you can travel into the astral world and with astral projection, you're taking your astral body with you. So when you're traveling, you see your actual body, all of you. Mm-hmm. And that with astral traveling, it's just your consciousness. You're not there with your body, so you won't see your body. And I think that gets really tricky because some people will say one's better and not the other that when you're astral projecting the fact that you're taking your astral body with you is almost like you're going into more depths of things like you're doing it more powerful powerfully yes that you can like go anywhere Mm -hmm. do anything you want and that when you're just astral traveling it's just your consciousness that's taking a look around 
And so that gets really confusing because mostly you'll hear those two words interchanging like they're the same thing. Mm-hmm. But then some people will try to make that type of separation. So I think a lot of people do this without realizing that they're doing this. Okay. I think the number one instance you'll hear are people reporting that maybe in the middle of the night they wake up and they're looking back at their body. Mm-hmm. Or that they've woken up because they felt like their head has hit the ceiling. And then they look and they're looking down at their sleeping self. Mm -hmm. That's basically astral traveling in the sense of what people are doing. A lot of people all around the world, all kinds of people are doing this without even realizing that's what it is. Mm -hmm. And so when you're in these states of astral traveling, you can go anywhere you want. And it's pretty much the same concept again that if you exist everywhere, if your consciousness exists everywhere, that you've separated from your physical body and now you're going into the astral realms where your consciousness always is Mm -hmm. and so you can observe these other locations. Okay. I think that I hear from a lot of people, people say that like, they're always asking us questions about dreams. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I always get from people is they're really curious to know if, like, they had a dream about an alien. Does that mean they've been abducted? And when you're describing astral travel and astral projection to me, it's things that I would want to say to these people who are asking questions about being abducted. So how would you explain to somebody who came to us with a question about, hey, I've had dreams my whole life about being abducted. There's instances where like it's me and I can't see my body or anything, but like I see everything that's going on. And then there's times where like I'm floating above it and I can see what's happening. How would you explain astral travel and astral projection to them as like a thing that's a possibility of what's going on in their life? A possibility with their dreams? Yeah. I think we could plug that into that same concept of us existing everywhere. That if our consciousness is spread everywhere and that sometimes we access it at certain points Mm -hmm. that who's to say that's not happening to you right then Mm -hmm. it's just not your focus and your waking self that also might link with out-of-body experiences which again is going to intertwine with this because technically I mean if you're astral projecting and you're looking down at your body you think okay I'm outside of my body so this happens to people the same when they're on drugs they're completely out of their physical body but they're going to another realm they're going to another place I think it's real. I think that just because it's not in our waking 3D self here that we're used to doesn't mean that it's not. I think if we're existing everywhere, then that has to be existing in another plane. So I think more what people kind of associate it with, say like in abduction situations, they think like, okay, so if this alien's coming to me in my dream, they're like dream abducting me then. So Mm. what you're saying is it's, it's not necessarily even an abduction. That there's a part of you consciously that's somewhere else all the time, and not just somewhere else, everywhere else. And so it could be doing a million other things. Mm -hmm. So there's a possibility that what's happening is that your physical body here in this dimension, when you're dreaming, is becoming aware of what's going on with you consciously in a different part of the quote-unquote, let's just call it the universe, the everything. Yes, and that really would be what astral projection is in general. It's an, it's a conscious, out-of-body experience that the person is fully conscious of its surroundings while doing so. I feel like a good way to describe astral projection is currently us as a human being are conscious on what we call Earth, right? Mm-hmm. We think that we're only here in this one place, yep. but we're, we're everywhere. We're everything. 
like anything you can imagine where they're like right now if i want it to be in china my consciousness is in china so i think what astral projection really is doing is what you do is you shut your conscious earth self off yes when you do that you're more receptive to the other versions of you that are out there so you can experience those different parts of your consciousness that are in different parts of the everything and my opinion, I think in a lot of people's opinions, but without saying that this is a fact so it doesn't like trip some people out, consciousness exists outside of the body. Mm-hmm. I would agree so with that. So if we were to leave the physical body, then we're exploring everywhere consciousness is, which mm-hmm. is everything. It is existence. Mm-hmm. This happens when we're going into those very, very deep meditative states. And like you said, you're shutting the physical parts of you off Mm -hmm. your physical sensations then you reach a point where you're just completely disassociated with your physical body and speaking of disassociation so have you heard of people that can do that maybe when they're undergoing something extremely traumatic i've heard and I've, i've seen stories you guys know i watch way too much youtube and too many documentaries and shit listen to way too many podcasts and i've heard of like there's you know traumatic things that happen let's take somebody who's you know was kidnapped as a child right mm-hmm. and they were held hostage their whole life and they lived there's parts of them where when that abuse happens they completely shut off that like they're there physically and everything but like mentally they're on a field dancing and it's raining and Oprah's there, you know? Yeah. So I think that maybe one of my biggest pet peeves in the world is that people don't understand how powerful the mind is. They really don't get it. That when our mind is pushed to its limits, the amazing things it can do Mm -hmm. make me totally believe that consciousness is so much greater. Absolutely, a million percent. There's a lot of instances where your mind can do really crazy shit. So something like astral projection or astral travel don't surprise me personally it totally makes me believe that anything's possible in all honesty it is it really is so that happens to a lot of people when something really horrific is happening to Mm -hmm. them they might find themselves having an out-of-body experience they literally separate from their body and they feel like they can float maybe to the corner and observe what's happening to them Mm mm-hmm And so they just completely disassociate with their body to get out of what's happening here and now. Mm -hmm. It's like they've pushed the boundaries, they've pushed the limits in their mind, just trying to get away from the current happenings Mm -hmm. that they find themselves having this out-of-body experience. And then a lot of people that, let's say, get stuck into maybe abuse with parents, maybe some sexual abuse, Mm -hmm. a lot of those people report being able to have these out-of-body experiences Mm -hmm. during those trauma times because like that's what got them through it it's so traumatic for them that it became a quick escape Mm -hmm. is escaping their physical body being able to separate Mm -hmm. and completely disassociate with Mm -hmm. it both out-of-body experiences obes and astral traveling or projection is really just the exploration of consciousness outside of your physical body. Mm -hmm. And while doing so, you can travel and you can explore. And you can travel to these different realms, to different dimensions. Mm -hmm. And what's strange is that some people think that this intertwines with the afterlife. A lot of the same experiences that people will report having with OBEs or with astral travels also happen to people that have near-death experiences Mm -hmm. where they die and they 
see themselves float up away from their body and they can consciously remember and witness everything that's happening to them right then and there. I'm sure you've heard many stories mm-hmm. of people that are like, I died. I floated to the top of the ceiling and I and watched, what watched was going on. Yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. And then people have details that when they come back, they can tell someone like, oh, I know that, you know, this nurse, whatever came in and she did this and you said that and proof of those types of details. That also reminds me, which probably is a part of this in some way, shape, or form but those kids that are born who at like six years old look at their parents and they're like my real name's Alice and I died in the war and I could tell you all about my family and I want you to take me to go see my cousin Earl and I'll show you what I'm talking about and then they take the kid and then like all of it's fucking true and they can't prove it and then like years later the kid just forgets and it's like it never happened yeah isn't that strange so strange well that's because the veil is thin for them and then as you get older it starts to build up again but that's a whole nother ball game <laughs> Sorry, off track. So there's the Monroe Institute, and that really focuses on astral projecting, traveling, out-of-body experiences, and it being linked with near-death experiences. Mm -hmm. And this is a place where people really, really explore all of those avenues. So Robert Monroe, in 1971, he coined the term out-of-body experiences Mm -hmm. through a series of people that were going through these, and then he started to realize that those people are getting out of body. And then Raymond Moody, in 1975, also collected a series of stories from people that had near-death experiences, and so he coined the term NDEs, your near-death experiences. Mm -hmm. But what they both had in common were that people were able to travel to what they refer to as locales, so locations, Mm -hmm. when they're in an out-of-body experience slash astral travel and also a near-death experience, that they could travel to these different locales and have an experience come back and another person can also go to the same locale, have the same experiences. Hmm. So these instances were repeatable. And what it sort of proved to them is that it's a non-physical universe, but these aren't just things that you're making up in your head, that Mm -hmm. you're actually going to a certain place, a certain location in the astral realm, and other people can go there and travel there as well and and report the same thing. Yeah, and you are, like, can you meet people there have an experience and then everybody come back and be like so this is the really weird part because i've heard some stories of people that have witnessed other travelers there Mm -hmm. while they're there And that gets really creepy. Do they just look like people? Like what? Are if they... you're astral traveling with your body now, yeah. yeah, it's your body. So like you look over and like you saw like Carl, and you were like, "Hey, Carl, Carl, what the fuck are you, you doing?" You followed here? me here too, Jesus exactly. Christ. Okay, monitoring you at all, all times. times. So they have um, some pretty cool steps. There's techniques. That's mm-hmm. the word I'm that help for. That help get There's you there. There's lots of astral traveling techniques. Mm-hmm. One thing I thought was very interesting that they talk about was that you can throw anchors in your consciousness. Hmm. And so say you go to a certain place. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you remember you're doing these things. You can basically drop an anchor there. So the next time you're astral traveling, if you remember, you can go back to that same Oh, by remembering place. that anchor? Yes. Mm. So they're throwing anchors where they're going. And then those locations and those experiences are repeatable for them mm-hmm. if they choose to go there. Hmm. I listened to a lecture on this. And it really made me think about a lot of things Mm -hmm. because the person that was speaking, his whole basis of his conversation, the the whole thing he was trying to put across really is that we're 
completely non-physical beings and we live in a non-physical universe, everything. And that there's so many things going on outside of us that we can't even begin to understand. Mm -hmm. And that it's our own belief systems and things that we convince ourselves that is real Mm -hmm. is what we build the limits on. We construct our own reality in a way that it kind of fits in a certain box. It's so much more than that. Mm -hmm. And in order for you to even explore out of that, you have to drop every single belief, even if it's something that's expanded like we talk about it's still a belief system people get really good at astral traveling and projecting when they start to drop those certain belief systems because you will literally stop your conscious mind from going to certain places if you give yourself those limits okay and it really tripped me out because he was saying things like even sciences physics itself has become a certain sense of religion Mm -hmm. and that we're convincing ourselves that it's like this and it's like that and it's like that whereas if we don't believe anything you're basically giving your mind a complete blank slate Mm -hmm. to enter the void and once you enter the void you explore so many different experiences Mm -hmm. that you had no idea was possible. I I get where they're coming from with the whole, like, you know, science thing. Like, I think that... That's just an example. But, like, I think that it's in general. So, like, when we're talking about, like, faith, right? As a human species, we have everybody in us in some way, shape, or form has this want to have some type of faith and some type of a quote-unquote like higher power, right? Mm -hmm. But what's important to all of us for some reason is understanding it. So I think that a lot of people who maybe are into science don't necessarily have to think about it so much of a religious God way, but in that human nature of at the end of the day, we all just want to know something about our creator. Yeah, it's what we're doing, I think, everybody in a sense. Everyone in a sense, yeah. Not maybe in a religious capacity because, you know, we're talking about science, but that core innate instinct to look for that manifests in those people as science because it's something they can grasp. It's something that's data. Right. And so although what you want to do to become more of a conscious person is get out of those limits of just grasping what you can understand and succumb to the fact that what's going to make you grow as a human and as like an astral being is going to be breaking down all those walls and not believing anything. That's exactly what he's saying. He talked about a UFO conference that he went to. This was a while ago, so I think that things have changed now. But he was invited to speak at a UFO conference and his lecture was the fact that it could be definitely be possible that the abduction phenomena is an out-of-body experience Mm. and that everyone pretty much freaked out like gasped like how dare you like Mm. people were tripping the fuck out Mm -hmm. and so he was saying even ufology gets to a point where it's religious in a sense and when he's using the word religious it's more like you've constructed your belief systems around it principles Mm -hmm. that you believe to become fact or highly probable i guess i guess your reality and that that is becoming your religion in a sense because that you're saying reality is this this and this Mm mm-hmm It's a belief system. I think things have changed now with ufology. I've noticed that even the big players, even five years ago, that were very nuts and bolts, have now switched everything around to consciousness. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if he had the same speech now, what the outcome would be. I think there's a lot of proof that it's absolutely an out-of-body experience. and Exclusively or a possibility? 
that not it is exclusively. one. Oh, I was going to say, okay. Because I can believe absolutely that there are probably instances where abductions are out-of-body experiences, but I don't want to go out and say that all of them are. Right. But it's interesting because the more research that's being done, people that even had accounts of what they thought was physical, mm-hmm. they've broken down to it not being physical anymore. Mm. So it's really a mind game. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes back to you saying that the mind is really incredible. So incredible. We can make things what we want it to be. Mm-hmm. So you could be having an out-of-body experience, but it's so crazy and I guess it is traumatic to a lot of people that you might put it in a physical form because maybe you see your body. Mm-hmm. Maybe you think you're experiencing pain. Maybe you produce that pain. There's all kinds of things. I think the mind is really unstoppable and what it creates. You could completely create a visceral experience to you that feels real here and now, but maybe it's in an astral plane. Well, I think what people forget to understand about the mind, like I'll give you my my favorite example of it, placebo, right? The placebo effect. You're given something that you say is going to make you better and they have to do this to people to make sure the medicine actually works because a lot of it is just people's mind. Yeah. And you get it and you take it and all of a sudden your back pain's gone. But they were just giving you a sugar pill. It's your mind thinking that you're doing something like I'm not trying to hate on acupuncture. By any means, I do think acupuncture is very real, but I know like my mom, I feel like she goes to it and a lot of it's really fucking mental to her because the little Mm -hmm. needles go in, she comes out and she's like, I'm a changed woman. And I don't necessarily think she understands what's going on or even really, but in her head, she believes it to be real. So it, it works. So I think that if our minds can do something like that, imagine the limitless possibilities of your mind. So something like stopping your own pain can totally be creating your own pain. That's an interesting observation because I think people buy that you can mentally stop your pain, but I guess they don't really think about it being in reverse as well. Oh, yeah. If it goes one way, it also has to go the other. That's like when me and you argued about time travel and forwards and backwards. I was trying to argue you could only go backwards in time and you were like, you can go backwards and forwards. So I think you can't have one without the other. Yeah. Which is funny you mentioned that because these astral travelers can go through time. Absolutely. They're going through time, timelines, different places. They see it all. Because the everything, nothing time of whatever is out there Mm -hmm. is non-existent compared to us. Which is really weird. It's, again, being put in this 3D perspective. We're so limited. But it's funny that we all have this innate desire to figure out what the hell it all is. Who we are, where we came from, what's our purpose. It's interesting that we have this thread in us, but yet we're so limited in our perceptions. Yet we're so expansive. It's the strangest thing, but, you know, it's kind of a love or hate situation. It's yes, we're powerful, but at the same time, we have to explore that. And we're sort of in this box. It's up to us to try to break through the walls. Well, I think what a lot of people neglect to understand is that the box is put there by us. So the only people keeping us in the boxes that we're in is ourselves. And mm-hmm. I think that once you realize that, you can, like, you know, we follow quote unquote society's rules, right? But the rules are ever evolving, are they not? We haven't, re- we haven't done the same thing since the beginning of time. Things change as time goes on. So we're changing those boxes. So if we could change them, why can't we just erase them? 
Absolutely. We're already consciously changing the rules as we go as a society. So how about instead of changing them, we start to get rid of them? I'm all down for that. I'm over separation. So am I. It's also strange. I mean, even our primal selves of just being these bodies on a planet. It's just how we're wired. Yeah. We're wired to feel alone and have to figure it out. I think as a species, our root chakra must be a lot bigger than everyone else's because we're very planted here on Earth. I think it's also the cycles of time. I'm sure we haven't always been planted oh, here. No, absolutely so not. So there's cycles of time. Like the people in Egypt, they couldn't wait to die. They were like, next level bitches, let's get it. Like they were like, we'll live yeah. this life here. That's fine. Like. I'll live it. That's what you want me to do. But, like, I can't wait. And not only can I not wait, but I'm going to spend my whole life building a huge place so I can have all the things I need to take with me to go on to the fucking cool shit. (laughs) That is literally how they taught it to me in high school. And that's how I remember. So there's so many different techniques that you can use to get there. Obviously, you can try this before you go to bed at night. You can also do this in a very deep deep meditation where you're putting yourself into the hypnagogic state uh a little uh erotic asphyxiation i don't know about that (laughs) (laughs) there's so many different techniques that you guys can look up what i find the basis is really trying to relax the fuck out of your body okay and i think it helps to listen to different meditations or hypnosis that's really just calm music but maybe something that can talk you down something that puts your focus on one thing and then takes you so let's just say something that puts your focus on your feet okay so you're laying down you're relaxed because your number one focus here is to become as relaxed as possible Mm mm-hmm So you put all of your focus on your feet. Mm -hmm. Like I said, this really works better, I think, if you listen to an actual meditation that does this Mm -hmm. because it helps you to just listen and then put your focus there. When you start to block everything else out, so your mind is on a very small one track. It's very, it's pinpointed. And that's what you want. Mm -hmm. So let's say you start with your feet. You're focusing every sensation that you have in your feet and then you move up your body from there. So you're, like you said, pinpointing your focus on Mm -hmm. one thing. And then what a lot of people do is they start to focus on moving their body outside of their feet. One technique is called the stretching technique where they envision their feet expanding, let's say a foot. Okay. Expanding a foot out longer than it is Mm -hmm. and then bringing it back. And then doing that all over again while remaining calm. So you're focusing, you're visualizing your feet getting longer, mm-hmm. snapping back, mm-hmm. getting even longer, snapping back. And what you're doing is you're visualizing your body stretching out of the casing that it's in now. Mm-hmm. So say I'm only 5'3". Mm-hmm. I am. <laughs> <And> I'm in- <laughs> not even, bitch. Yes, I am. You're not 5'3". I'm 5'3 five, three. Three and a quarter. There's no yes, way. Yes, I am. I swear. There's no way. I've been measured. Thank you very much. I'm like 5'2 and you're not taller than me. I'm 5'3 and a quarter. She's not. Or did I say a half? It's a quarter. I'm like 5'1, five, 5'2 five, and there's no way let's you're taller. Just take, okay, okay, let's take a shorter person then. Let's say we're okay. five feet. Okay. okay? So you're, you're imagining your visual five foot self, but then you, you're visualizing your feet 
growing out of that, stretching mm-hmm. out of that, and then so coming back, stretching tall. out of that, coming back. Mm-hmm. But it's to the point where you're imagining your body filling up this entire room and you're literally visualizing one body separating from your physical body here. Mm-hmm. And then what people find is that they're literally pulling themselves out of their physical body. Mm-hmm. So you're looking and you're like, oh shit. Here I am. I am myself. Oh, but there I'm still laying down. It worked. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, pew, and you go off and then you go to wherever you want to go. The main point of all of this is to become as relaxed as you possibly can and then to visualize your body pulling out of where you are. Mm-hmm. The tricky thing about this is when you get into those really deep deep states of relaxation you also want to maintain full awareness Mm -hmm. full conscious awareness Mm -hmm. and that takes practice Mm -hmm. because you're bringing yourself down you're so relaxed and before i know it you're passed out fucking asleep Mm -hmm. so the point here is to do anything that you can visualization is going to be your best bet but you need to do whatever it is you can to keep yourself fully awake at the same time so you're saying that my out-of-body experience if there's like a starbucks across the street i should hit that shit up uh i don't know Because what's reported is that when you're on the way there, you hear these intense vibrations Mm. in your ears, almost like such an intense humming ringing till it gets so extreme that your heart races, you're just like, and then you're out. So it's usually when you get to those stages to relax because about every astral traveler will report that when they're actively doing this, they hear the humming, the different vibrations and their heart just like so because it's a little bit you're like oh my god what's going on yeah and so i think and i know that this is linked what can happen is people wake up Mm -hmm. and they're stuck in that middle point Mm -hmm. and i think that's how sleep paralysis can happen Mm. because you've put yourself in such a deep state where your receptors for your body are totally turned off you're not going to go anywhere but then instead of just being aware while you're in that deep meditative state of sleep your you consciousness wake up, wakes up and you're like, and then oh, you're shit. awake in your physical body not just awake in your astral body and that's maybe why you see some crazy shit and that's why you see some crazy shit because you're awake but you're also in that different frequency i think and that's how you can have weird shit going on mm-hmm. you can have different astral travelers there of lower or higher astral dimensions mm-hmm. I also personally think that this can also explain for, have you had that feeling when you're sleeping and all of a sudden you have that falling effect Mm -hmm. and it jerks you up and you're Mm -hmm. just like, and you felt like your body literally just fell through the ceiling and you slammed in. Mm -hmm. I think that's also a pre-stage of you leaving or coming back, but waking up in between then. I have a lot of dreams like that, but I also have it a lot in everyday real life too, where like all of a sudden out of nowhere, I get a sensation like I'm falling and I'll be like, constantly, constantly. It's weird. You know what I'm talking about though, mm-hmm. right? Like when you're in your, your sleep. I had a dream um, and I vividly remember this dream. It was me and my mom in a car and we were driving up a hill and the hill kept getting steeper and steeper and steeper right and as we're going and we're like driving up it and it gets so steep where the car you like i literally felt the car like move back a little bit and fall and i fell and i woke up and i was like what the fuck so wouldn't that be strange if you know when we're sleeping we're exploring different astral realms and 
when we feel that whole sensation of dropping and slamming back into your body if you really are waking up half a second while your consciousness is dropping back into your physical body mm-hmm. you're it's, waking yeah. from your dream and you're just like oh, probably fuck and i'm telling you i have it during the daytime too all of a sudden i get like a weird like wait where was i for the last five minutes and why does it feel like i just sat down and this is why I was kind of saying in the beginning that you can't really talk about one thing and not talk about so many others. Yeah. So it leads us more into the dream area. And I think we'll do our second episode. We can get more into lucid dreamings. Oh, yeah. We're going to get real dreaming. into the dreams. Because people really want to explore that. And I think it would also be fun if we tried to exercise some of these techniques ourselves Mm -hmm. and really try every night. And it would be interesting to see if next week... If we have any stories. Any stories, any experiences. I think it would be kind of fun to actively go through this. I am a longtime lucid dreamer, so it's easy for me. I've had maybe one out-of-body experience, but I've never been able to astral travel in the sense that I planned to do so and I woke up looking over my body. I've never had that experience, and I think it would be very fun to go. I'm going to agree with you, and I think on that, we'll, we'll wrap up this sweet fucking episode and we'll get into dreams next week. What's it time for right now? What's going on? What time is it? Is I don't it know what's going on. Funny, funny you should say that. It's a factor sci-fi. Bree, you kind of turned me on to this factor sci-fi. So there was a hairy sea monster that washed up on Russian shores. Creepy shit. Yeah, so Bree showed me this picture. It's like a beach in Russia. There's this thing, and it's like... A weird, it almost looks like a wet, dirty fur giant blanket. A ginormous dog without a face or arms, or you don't know what the fuck it is, but it's just like this huge mound. So, witnesses said that it appears to be an animal, obviously. It's like kind of gray and white colored, but it doesn't have like fur that you would typically think of. It more has like these hollow kind of little furs that almost look like little mini tentacles. So gross. Coming off of it. That's so hard to think of fur also being tentacle-like. Yeah. So, like, think of it almost like a fiber optic cable. So it looks kind of like a fiber optic, holy, can move information through it kind of thing, which is very interesting. Still hair. Still hair. And so people are theorizing that it could be something like the remains of like a woolly mammoth or it could be just like a giant octopus that we haven't yet discovered i don't think so so factor sci-fi is this a creature that we know about or is this something that's like unexplored we have no idea what it is and this is the first time it's coming ashore and we're gonna find out what's going on with it is this an unknown creature yeah we've yet to catalog Mm -hmm. you go first Oh, I'm going to have to sci-fi. Oh, you broke my heart. Yeah. I think it's probably something that we know what, what it is and that it's just like maybe it's dead and like a decomposing state. And so we don't know. But I think if we look at it closer, we'll probably figure it out. I have a hard time thinking that in today's world that we find too many new things that are coming out of the ocean, which makes me sad because there's so much of the ocean that's unexplored. I think that we have to go to it. It's not going to come to us. What about you? I'm going to fact it. You think it's you think it's something cray? I think the fact that it has no head or mm-hmm. they can't even locate a 
face or any entry holes Mm -hmm. of this thing. Mm -hmm. And because the ocean is unexplored, I think there's a lot of weird shit happening in the world lately. I mean, there's just seismic activity of all types of sorts. Things are changing. Things are cracking open. Who's to say there wasn't some type of shift, cracked something open, and then some monster, like, came out and he was already dead and floated to shore? We don't know everything. I think that we have yet to explore many things and that there's a possibility that this is some crazy unknown creature. Also, because I'm still team Loch Ness Monster possibility, (laughs) so I can't pick and choose my monsters. Okay, all right, I'll give you that. So I just want to let you know that we have three new Patreons who are all middle bitch levels, which means we get to read their Factor Sci-Fi books. Fuck yeah. So we have Raya here, and this is a long one, so buckle up. Two thoughts. Could be like an evolved woolly mammoth that instead took to the ocean or maybe like a crazy creature that was genetically mutated and spliced or just yet another new species of some sort because well the ocean is barely even explored for how big it is i'm total middle bitchin for shizzle yeah interesting have to do some more research funny it's about russia they have talked about having and cloning woolly mammoths for quite some time i wonder if this was one of their trials and then, then what? Dumped it in the ocean? I guess. Like, oh, and then she fuck. goes. And then she goes. She comes back with it. Ooh. Hours she's, later. She's a smart one. Right? She comes back. She goes. Also, could be like something from Antarctica, like some creature that no one knows about. Laugh out loud. But if it was a woolly that evolved, I would question why it would have fur, hair, like skin instead of blubbery skin texture like a whale or seal. But maybe to protect from land temperature. I don't know. Very interesting. Yeah. Right. That's a good argument right there. I, I, so many, uh, one of our other patrons, Bobby, he said fake news. Nice. Just fake news. So that's basically sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Scotty, I think I'm going to middle bitch again. Looking at photos of this on other sites, I want to shout out meh and sci-fi it. However, who knows what the hell resides in the depths of our oceans. Unless someone impartial investigates this and publishes their findings, how will we know for certain what it is? We need more information. I love middle bitches. I love I love that the middle bitch is middle bitched. That's, That's my favorite. Legit, so. super legit. I have to agree with y'all. I do. I do. Although I'm still, I'm, I think I lean more on the fact side because I just have to leave ocean creatures a giant possibility in my mind. The ocean's fucking scary. I don't, I think the ocean's scary, but I, I think that we're going to find remarkable things if we go down there. But I feel like if it's up here, we've probably already explored it. Hello, there could be a giant earthquake like there has been. Crack something in the sea and release floor. it. I get you. And then yeah. I get you. I get you. I just anything I'm not is about possible. It. Everything's possible in my book. I guess not for yours. Let's get into the lighter side of our episode. The conscious quote of the day. Today's conscious quote of the day is by William Bullman. He said, consciousness is the only thing we are going to take with us. So it's the main thing we have to develop in our lives. Oh, that was like, that was short and sweet. It is. He was one of the main speakers and all these things I was watching from the Monroe Institute. I already touched base on this, but he really talks about how consciousness is just everything. And what we perceive 
here and now and what's going on and these different belief systems that we start to collect is all kind of just weighing us down and that we focus too much on our everyday itty bitty things that are happening in our lives and what we think is important but ultimately what is important is our consciousness and that if we're to work on anything in this world it should be our consciousness it should be exploring our consciousness raising our vibrations really getting into what it's like to leave this body and the more that we evolve in that way the better it is when we're going on into our next lives he said something like death is just the beginning and so instead of us being so fearful get ready for it get ready for it expand your mind raise your consciousness because after death there's so much more waiting for you yeah and i think that what i like about that quote is like i think me and you have always been big proponents of like don't think about earthly things and like that quote right there sums up what it is we should be living for like not your house your cars how much money you have like all that bullshit like at the end of the day you want to live your life where you're like you're expanding your consciousness and that's the most important thing doesn't matter if you're rich doesn't matter if you're poor doesn't matter if you're black if you're white if you're asian if you're female if you're male if you're in between if you're whatever it doesn't matter it's just about raising your consciousness I, you know what's funny? I feel like we said something like this in one of our first couple episodes. Probably. I think it was right after you said something about you're not going to take your umbrella with you to space. <laughs> Some shit like that. That was in like our first or second episode. And I just remember you, you said something like consciousness is all you have. So why don't you work on that? Mm-hmm. I think that's the truth. We really ought to spend more time in exploring these parts of ourselves that we can't see every day in the physical. Because what we see every day in the physical is just an illusion. Oh, yeah. And it's just a fraction of ultimate reality. And if we're to grow as a soul, because guess what? It doesn't end here. Then we do need to explore those different avenues because that's only how we're going to raise to different states of being. And it just goes up and up and up. We really just waste a lot of our time here getting so sucked into what we see in front of us. That's just not the end game. It doesn't just end with what we have here. I think that's a great quote for this episode because I think at the end of the day, what's really important is your consciousness and one way to exercise it and to use that muscle and to help it grow is like astral projection and astral traveling. It's a way to tap into that subconsciousness and people need to explore that. Absolutely. Let's dive in, boo-boos. All right, so we're going to try something different with our shout-outs today. We're uh, changing the format of it a little bit. First of all, we have a bunch of new Patreons who we need to shout-out, which we will be shouting out every damn episode. To start off, our skeptic is Jan, and he's from the Good, the Bad, and the Just Plain Standard podcast. Make sure you check them out. Then we have our truth seekers, my favorite, which is Shayna, Jamie's Uh, mom. Hi, mom. Destiny, at Destiny from Space on Instagram. Simon, at Outro version and from reddit Ooh, and on instagram yeah both Ooh, he's just everywhere <clears throat> uh then we get into our middle bitches we have fucking raya raya our doll face we also have scotty at scotty doodle hi scotty and then our newest one is bobby from the not for everyone podcast He's at Pinball Bobby on Instagram, and his podcast is at Not For Everyone Podcast. So everybody go listen to it. It's two dudes, and they talk about horror movies. 
It might not be for everyone, but it's for you. Exactly. Then we have our usual suspects. Oh, God, the usuals. All right, let's start off. Brian fucking Jackson. Brian Jackson, what's up? Two schmucks and a mic. Two schmucks, no fucks. Friend of the show, Mike Barra. Mike Barra Barra. And Oscar from Ozcat for Hoate. Veronica at Ollie V and her daughter at Kelly underscore girl. I didn't know that was her daughter. Yes. What? I'm mind blown. Mind blown. Me too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This whole time. Where have I been living my life Love at? both of you. Holy crap. Shout out to everyone at Moonplay Cosmetics. Hey girls. Shout out to Ashley at Mom Butts. And Wilkmore. Ooh. Uh, AP at Weather Traditions. John Perry at Designs by Perry. Miss you. Drew at One Gram. Lee from Covert Nerd. Everybody go listen. Benji at Benji Loves You. We haven't said you in a hot minute, and I love you and you're beautiful. We love you, Benji. Not Your Pastors podcast could never forget about you guys. Absolutely you guys are not. Awesome. Love you. My sweet Mike from the Great Geek Refuge podcast. And Shay from Shay Needs Yoga. Absolutely. Our friend on Instagram, at author Mike Sims. And Andy. Oh, Andy, my love. I love you, baby girl. You're like the whole world to me. You're the best. And Cody. Hey. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for sticking with us. We love you. We'll be back next week with a super good episode about dreams and then also a surprise very oh, yeah. soon. We have a really cool episode coming out for you guys. Uh, that we're not going to talk about and we're just going to tease it at the end of everything. We'll, tell you, we'll, we'll, like, we'll skirt into it. Today I give you no information. Just a surprise <laughs> is coming. Next week I'll give you a hint and uh, we'll see. Yeah. It's, it's really exciting. It's another step for us. You know, we just keep making leaps over here. I know. All right. We so love you guys. I love you guys. Thank you guys. Love you too. Uh, fuck you, Mountain View, California. Suck a dick. Something like that.